0: Today we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 29, titled The Bookworm Turns. Uh, In this episode, The Bookworm makes his debut to terrorize Gotham City with his literary-themed torment. And Batman and Robin have to stop him because everyone else is completely incapable of doing so. Now, It's been a while since we had one of these, but I would absolutely classify the bookworm as a a who-gives-a-shit villain. For those of you who don't know, for those of you who haven't been listening through this entire thing, who-gives-a-shit villains are what I call the villains who no one cares about, they're so stupid, and they're really just placeholders... ...in-between villains were actually interesting. We've had a few of these before. Uh, Zelda the Great was one. False Face was one. I believe we had one other that I completely forget. As is... <laughs> ...as is the whole point of a who-gives-a-shit villain. Everything about the bookworm as a character is... ...so dumb... What's the deal with this dude? He reads a lot. And all of his crimes relate to books. Okay. Whatever. And they go, they go so over the top with it. Like, just look at The dude's freaking costume. He's got like a hat with a freaking reading lamp on it. And he's got like glasses with radio built in. And it's all brown. It's all doo-doo brown. (laughs) And they just go so over the top with this dude. And I'm not talking like regular... 60s Batman over the top, where it's actually fun, I'm talking even more over the top than that, where it just becomes groan-inducing. Like, this dude... And I will say this, Roddy McDowell does play him very well. I will not badmouth his performance for a second. But, my god, this dude is a cartoon character. Even by 60s Batman standards. And I just... I don't care. I don't care about this dude. Oh, he's a dude who reads a bunch, and he can't write his own books, so he is a criminal. I guess. Whatever. Who cares? So now we're subjected to an entire arc of him. I can't remember if there's more than one bookworm arc. Hopefully there is only one in this entire series. So we start things off, this opening sequence, which is incredibly dark. This episode starts off on a disturbing note. So we have this televised bridge dedication. And the commissioner's there. Bruce and Dick are watching at home. They notice that the bookworm is in the crowd. And they're like, hey, let's watch. Let's see what happens. And then someone shoots Commissioner Gordon. And he falls into the river. Uh, 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 I what (laughs) that's how they start the episode a major character dies in a brutal way or appears to die more on that later a major character appears to die in a brutal way and harriet comes out like just screaming and crying like (sighs) Oh, Lord, did you see the television broadcast where Commissioner Gordon died? I don't know why Aunt Harriet's British now, but I've made her British. Who cares? (laughs) And Bruce and Dick are like, Yeah, we probably shouldn't wait for the bat phone on this one. Let's Let's just go. So they spring into action to avenge Commissioner Gordon, who they just watched die. This episode starts out so dark. (laughs) Honestly, I completely forgot this episode was a thing. And I was watching. And as soon as this happened, my jaw just dropped. Like, what the hell? What are you doing? (laughs) Oh my god. Could you imagine the kids watching this on their laughably small televisions in the 1960s and just seeing Commissioner Gordon, a major character in the show, literally die right in front of their eyes. Oh my God, that must have scarred them for life. Jesus. (laughs) What the hell? What was that? So Batman and Robin spring into action. It's very sad. <laughs> it's and this is all before the theme song. So they have this dark moment of Commissioner Gordon just died. We now have to avenge Commissioner Gordon. And then they go into the incredibly upbeat. Theme song of Batman. Meanwhile, the kids watching are literally crying because they just watched Commissioner Gordon die. Jesus Christ, what are you doing? What what did you do to the youth of America in the 1960s? God damn. <laughs> Jesus. So this incredibly dark opening sequence is behind us. Uh, We're now into the commissioner's office. Uh, Batman and Robin drove over there. Immediately some of the bookworms, henchmen, as soon as they're gone, uh, place a book in the Batmobile. Everyone's in the commissioner's office. Uh, Batman, Robin, Chief O'Hara, other people. And they're mourning the commissioner's death. Uh, Chief O'Hara's losing his crap. And Commissioner Gordon walks in. Alive. Turns out he wasn't actually at the bridge dedication. He got written a ticket... By some officer. A.S. Scarlett. With the badge number 1887. And it turns out the dude who looked like Commissioner Gordon and fell into the river after being shot, that was just some high diver that the bookworm hired so that he could fake Commissioner Gordon's death. I'm not sure if it makes the emotional roller coaster that was the opening sequence worth it. I'm not sure you traumatize these kids. I'm not sure if saying, oh, the commissioner's alive after five minutes really helps anything. Because it's just, you already screwed up the minds of these children. No wonder things are so messed up today. No wonder you have, like, people in their 50s just being douchebags they all were traumatized by commissioner gordon dying (laughs) they were all traumatized by this event that's how you have all these old people who just hate life (laughs) because they were scarred by watching commissioner gordon die but not die but anyway commissioner gordon's alive O'Hara's laughing about it because it's so funny. So funny that you just scarred these children for life. All the children who were watching this. You just completely decimated their childhoods. Very funny, Chief O'Hara. Batman's like, Yeah, this is a fake, uh, fake ticket. There is no badge number 1887. And AS Scarlet stands for a study in Scarlet. Uh, the Sherlock Holmes Adventure novel, written in 1887. Ah. And then uh bomb alarm goes off in the Batmobile. Uh Batman acts act Ba Batman activates the ejector button. The book flies into the air and explodes. And Bookworms Henchman Calls Bookworm and is like, Hey, the Batmobile didn't blow up. And Bookworm's like, Is that other thing good? And the answer is like, Yeah, it's good. Bookworm's like, Okay, whatever. <laughs> so, Batman and Robin run outside. They see the a uh, burnt asbestos cover. And it's for for Whom the Bell Tolls. Uh, they have a chat with this henchman who's posing as an average, ordinary, everyday citizen. But really, he's a bad guy. Um, Batman and Robin are like, okay, let's go to the Batcave and look at the thing. It's an ordinary book cover, but they do realize that in For Whom the Bell Tolls, like the main plot is like to blow up a bridge or something. So they realize Bookworm's gonna blow up the bridge. So they spring in action, they're driving around seemingly aimlessly. Oh, also we cut to Bookworm having a freak out about someone saying they should write that he should write their own novel. He he should write his own novel, and Bookworm's like, ah, you suck!
1: You're a horrible person!
0: How could you remind me that I have no creativity in any way? Ah. And then he reads a massive book in seconds. Because he can do that. I guess. But anyway, bat signal goes up, bat phone rings, Commissioner Gordon's like, hey, bookworms at this place, I can't remember what the place was, hey, bookworms over in this area, you should check that out. Uh, Batman and Robin do that parachute turnaround thing and then call parachute pickup? Apparently Batman has its own parachute pickup service? Not even gonna question the logistics on that, let's just move on. Let's just move on and not mention it ever again. But anyway, they go to this place, and they see a projection of a bridge. Of the bridge. They see a very large projected image. And Batman's like, well, they blew it up, all right. See, they blew up the bridge. The the image of the bridge on this projection. Get it? (laughs) Ha 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 ha. What's the bookworm's actual plan? I don't really think... How could this all add up to anything? It just makes... Zero sense. But anyway... Batman and Robin are like... Well, we need to find this projector. Let's get a... Bird's eye view and see if we can find it. Uh they go up a building with the bat ropes, some random dude pops out of a window. I think that's the first time we see that, but that's like a whole running thing throughout the series. Then they keep climbing they see the projector and then they're like okay, climb down now. And so they go over to the projector on top of Bookworm's bookmobile. Uh, They project this very, very loud noise that will force the bookworm and his henchmen out. And then they get into a fight. But not before Batman reminds everyone to remove their glasses. Because remember, kids, never hit someone with glasses. If they're not wearing glasses, it's totally fine. Beat the shit out of them. Probably deserve it. But if they're wearing glasses, don't do it. Violence is not the answer. But if you don't see glasses on their face, fuck them up! (laughs) (laughs) So they have a big fight after all the bookworm henchmen remove their glasses. Boom, bam, pow, zap, oof, crash, all the words. Uh, Then Bookworm and his henchmen eventually escape through a trap door. And that ended up being for nothing. Okay, then. So, they go into the bookmobile. There's a female prisoner. We know that it's one of Bookworm's people, but they don't know that yet. But they suspect it. This is the obligatory femme fatale of the episode. So they decide to interrogate her in the Batcave. She's all delirious and says that she doesn't know the bookworm's plan. She's definitely trying to fool Batman and Robin with a fake information and then they bring her back to the bookmobile, and she's like, Batman, I heard it all. Bookworms planning to steal. Turn to the camera. The original Declaration of Independence. It's a very cringeworthy moment. It's not well executed at all. Uh, but then Batman and Robin are like, Yeah, she's definitely lying. We are going to get some police over here. Robin, stay with her for a bit. I'm going to leave now. So Batman leaves. Robin stays with the lady. Lady asks him to read a book to her. A very, very specific book on English history. And Robin says, Ugh, this kind of thing always puts me to sleep. Opens the book, immediate knockout gas. And then she calls Bookworm and she's like, hey, they know. I'm not sure how. I definitely didn't tip them off while I was drugged, but they know. And Bookworm's like, okay, Uh, bring Robin to me. We'll, We'll do a cliffhanger with him. And so now we get to the cliffhanger and Robin's tied to... The the little dangly thing inside a bell. Inside a clock tower. And the little dangly thing is going to clang against the outside of the bell. It's going to make the bell noise, and... I don't know, I guess it's going to, like... I guess it's going to make him die of a very, very large headache. Or something. I don't know. It's very loosely explained what the actual mechanics of this death trap are. But, point is, Robin's tied to a bell. It's gonna go clang. Clang bad. No clang. No want clang. Clang not good. No want clang. And that's where the episode ends. Tune in next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Uh, So yeah, that that was a thing. God, that was a thing. And we have to endure another half of this. My God, this is a very... This is a very underwhelming arc, especially after the really phenomenal streak we've been on over the past couple weeks. With just gold after gold after gold after gold after gold. Now we just have, oh, it's another who-gives-a-shit villain, and it's another bleh. Arc with a who gives a shit villain, whatever. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. Uh, you can also find this show on pretty much whatever Podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in. As well, it's as simple as just a push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, tomtom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 30. Talk to you then.